everyone. Hey everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you guys are all doing really well. Welcome back, or should I say welcome, to the second season of Low-Key Genius. I am so excited to be sitting here with you all, with my awesome guests, and I can't wait until we get into this convo. You know, if if I like them, y'all definitely gonna like them, so this should be fun. Otherwise, for those of you that haven't listened to to me before, I am on Instagram at Lowkey Genius, Lowkey with a K I, and also at Kiana.mtriplej on Instagram as well. Why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name is Isaiah. I am a creator from New York City. I am 22 years old. You can find me on all social media at Isaiah, M I Z A I A H underscore. And on TikTok, you can find me on at M I Z A I A H with the one. So, Isaiah, how's your new year been so far? Did you celebrate? Did you do anything to um, end off 2020? To end off 2020, no. I didn't do anything specifically this year. Um, one of my closest friends last year um, mm-hmm. before New Year's Eve, she passed out. And that's how we spent <laughs> New Year's Eve in the hospital. We broke it in um, with the <laughs> hospital staff. So this year, um, I just kept checking on her and making sure, like, because I feel like that was my warning for 2020 that I was going to be terrible because she passed out the first mm-hmm. day. So this time, um, when she didn't pass out, I was like, okay, now nah, I feel good about 2021. It's going to be good. We're going to have a great year. So I didn't do anything but chill. Um, I watched the, the um, what's it called? The New Year's Eve thing. The little, like, fake thing yeah. that they did this <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched that. Um, very sad looking, honestly. Um, it was but, tragic. Yeah, really tragic. <laughs> <laughs> like, barely any people out there. It was just a mess. But, um, yeah, I feel good about 2021, even though we're not really off to an amazing start. But right. I feel like. We had, we had five days mm-hmm. of amazingness. Yeah. <laughs> Possible amazingness. Mm-hmm. We was doing good at first, and then. Awesome. But, I mean, I on the same consensus, I also feel good about, you know, just this year in mm-hmm. terms of, like, personal stuff. Yeah. So, I think, like, it can be said for all of us. Like, even though the, the U.S. is in shambles. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, we owe it to ourselves to really feel good about whatever it is that we plan to do anyway. And, like, continue... You know, whether that may be that it sounds like you live in a fantasy bubble or some shit, it's all right to, like, celebrate your wins, feel good about where you're going in this life, feel good about the progress you're making, even though, like, the entire country might be in shambles, but we got to let the people handle their business, because that's their business. Exactly. (laughs) Last year, like, even though the world was in shambles, specifically the U.S., um, (laughs) I, in terms of, like, my character growth and um, where I'm at now, because of 2020, I think it was really good. Um, obviously, right. there was a chaotic virus and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I did a lot of self-work and a lot of like mental work. And it put me in a way better place that I don't think I would have been in if we didn't have to go on that mm-hmm. that we did last year. And I mean, self-work is not butterflies and ponies either. Like mm-hmm. That shit is dark. They don't tell you about that part. You're going to be crying and shit. <laughs> like, self-work is hard, it's challenging, but, like, the outcome is always so, so worth it. So, I'm Very happy true. to hear that 
you did a ton of self-accomplishment, self-reflection for mm-hmm. 2020 with that time. That time was definitely like, if you didn't make use of that time, I don't know. Yeah, don't know <laughs> you, had you had to. You had to. But, so, dropping a project at the start of the year is mm-hmm. how you essentially have started this year. Yes. So, <laughs> so things can um, be said for that. Yeah. Um, so, I have dropped my new single, Snakes. It, you can find it everywhere. Um, it's on YouTube, on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to music. It is there right now. Um, I wanted to start off 2020 with Snakes uh, because I felt like last year I dropped my first single, Phenomenon, and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go in terms mm. of like promotion and just all the ideas that I had, the mm-hmm. mix for the song, um, everything just like literally like wrote down a whole plan, was planning for it. Even before COVID, like I, I had always planned to drop that song on my birthday plan to throw a big party and mm-hmm. have it perform it and have this whole thing planned out. And yeah, the world was just like, nah. It was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> so um, now, basically a whole year later, like I took that whole, all those months and all that time to like really mm-hmm. collect myself, buy new equipment, um, collaborate with different people and bring people, bring more people on board, take some people out. Do a lot of different like creative changes that I needed. I needed right. to go through that whole first experience with that first song that I dropped um, to get to the place where I'm at now with this song. And I wanted this to be the first song because I feel like it was a middle ground in terms of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little tiny bit of singing on there. Um, there's like a guitar, which is kind of like an acoustic side of things. There's a banging bass and a banging beat. Um, so I think it blended all the different um, sounds that I want to explore and I am exploring mm-hmm. together in one song. So I think it was a great way to start everything off or start this whole new chapter off. Absolutely. I mean, what I got from it anyway was just like a breath of fresh air, quite literally. It's for it was it felt good to see the song and the visual really like amplify the mm-hmm. entire song like not take away from it or not like you know the song is great but the visuals ain't you know mm. so it was definitely like all the parts were hitting thank you so much <laughs> I appreciate <it>. <laughs> definitely <laughs> all the parts were hitting and it was it was really like it was quality too because you know there's there's some acting done in that there's mm. like every component really came together I feel like watching after like watching the video so that was great to see Thank you. What do you, what what were you, you know, what was what was the process out of creating this? What was the process out of creating snakes? So, it was a very long process. Um, so, um, the what people would think was the hard part, which um, obviously, if you guys haven't seen it, um, there is real snakes in the video, and I'm you know chilling with them. Um, People would think that that was so difficult and that was like the hardest thing. It really wasn't. Like, it was like I was scared for like two seconds and then it was fine. But Mm -hmm. the hardest part about this song, honestly, and this whole thing was that 
the concept of the, of the video changed so many times because of COVID. And mm-hmm. I started working on this video in September and I wasn't able to film it until the end of October. And the reason, the reason behind that, everything was related to COVID. So it was like the videographer is going to be um, out of the country for a month. Um, mm-hmm. The two original actors that I had to um, play the roles of the people in the video, um, one of them moved to Atlanta because of COVID. Um, and then another one, their sister gave birth the day they were supposed to, we were supposed to film originally. Um, the, we were going to use like houses, like Airbnb houses, but because of COVID, Airbnb um, isn't allowing like people under 25 to get like whole houses. So it was just so like, I cannot, wow. yeah, you can only get a room and it's like, I needed multiple rooms <laughs> for my original plan. So that was just chaos. All right, like, Airbnb. Yeah, like, what the hell? Stopping <laughs> under 25. Right. Like, the elderly, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And it just got, I had to really, like, think and mm-hmm. really use the resources that I have. And when I finally did come to the conclusion, like, oh, I have a really dope friend that works at this paintball place, maybe we can, you know, work something out where they can clear it for me and I can film there. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being so easy. It was like that was there the whole time. And I was like, nah, they can't do that. That's not going to happen. They're not going to clear the whole thing for me. And they did. And <laughs> it was it was dope. And um, so the to answer the original question, <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the process behind this? It was literally just me, you know, thinking about the people in my life. And sometimes you have to, like, take people's positions and, like, just make sure that they still belong in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you got to move them around. Sometimes you got to take them out. Um, and I was just thinking about that, and I decided to make a song about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, like, to speak for myself anyway, for the past at least, like, two or three weeks, I've come into a reoccurring theme of just, like, friends. Yeah. And, like, exactly what you said reevaluating the positions that people are at and like mm-hmm. really seeing like does that make sense right now do they need to be in a different position right and i think that's important especially at the age that we're all at because mm-hmm. it's like we can we we reach milestones bro. right like do you find it difficult to like change people's position in your life mm, not really mm, me either. <laughs> i really don't feel like it's that hard i think like you know i'm a big believer in like do what is best for you and mm-hmm. that's if that's what's best for you if that's what's best for both of us to i don't know sort of be like all right you know what well we used to be extremely close but now like we just you know i fuck with you mm-hmm. that's okay yeah that's fine no harm was done especially if no harm was done and no exactly. disrespect was played then and sometimes, that's what it is. sometimes it's also better to do that so that no disrespect happens or anything extreme happens like just saving basically saving the so you're both on the same page yeah essentially yeah or like you know in your case scenario had you really sat there and been like you know what this person doesn't value me at this point or like i don't really know if that person and me are that cool for them to clear out an entire paintball arena for me right like it's shit like that like 
you're on the same page. Clearly, mm-hmm. you're both like, all right, you know what? You doing this? I fuck with you. Like, I'm gonna help you out. Exactly. And that's exactly what we need right now right, in true. this like era of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like people oftentimes think that like the only person that's supposed to really do shit for you is the person you're dating. But it's mm. like. Don't you fuck with people outside of who you dating? Very true. Are they not going to be the same people that's going to be at your wedding if you get married? Are they mm-hmm. not going to be the same people? Like, how are these people contributing to your lives? How is the friendship, like, growing? Is the yeah. friendship growing? Period. That part. <laughs> like, is it growing? That's the, that's the thing that, like, really is a deciding factor for me for a mm-hmm. lot of situations because... Like, it's good or it's okay for where it's at, but is it mm-hmm. growing? Is it helping me grow? Because I'm growing. I know that. Um, it's like, are you... Like, I've found myself, like, not surrounding myself with a lot of people that I used to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Just And it's, like you said, like, there's no hard feelings or anything like that. But it's just, like, I've kind of grown from the topics that they speak about and the things that they do. And it's not saying, like, I'm above you or you're below me, but it's just, like... We're on two different pages. Yeah, we're on two different pages. We're doing two different things. Yeah, exactly. And I think people often, like, just get, like, you know, they feel a ways. They Mm -hmm. feel a ways over, like, oh, we're not that cool anymore. Oh, you, what do you mean you, we don't talk about the same thing? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just that. It's just a fact is a fact. We don't talk about the same thing. Very true. I'm talking about this and you sitting here talking about what happened on social media today every time I see you mm-hmm. that's not you know we're not talking about the same things we're not relating anymore yeah. and I think that's where people get this like feeling a ways because it's like it comes off as I guess oh you think you're better than me but it also like is that what you're projecting mm-hmm. that you think like I'm uppity like are right. you projecting that this is like this whole condescending thing Exactly. Rather than just understanding, like, we in two different points of our life right mm-hmm. now. So, it's just, it's dumb. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's dumb. But I do feel like we need to understand in general, we expect more out of our friendships mm. than we think we do. Like, we we get an older. Yeah. We don't have no job anymore. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yo, we out to this party. Like, right. it's not that anymore. People are building lives. Yeah, exactly. Themselves. And I think... I have two things to say. One, the, I think now that all those type things are kind of like, I mean, now, well, in the summer, it kind of like went back up of like, we could go out to this place and all that stuff because, you know, New York and wherever in the world started <laughs> opening back up, mm-hmm. opening back up, quote, quote. Um, but I feel like with this whole, with 2020 of like taking that break and like just being inside and stuff, you got to really see people for who they are and really like because you know everybody has those friends like you could turn up with you could drink with you could mm-hmm. smoke with you can you know be at uh you know like a loud events with but mm-hmm. like when it's just you and the person and y'all are talking about something and like having a real conversation or you're really going through something like you kind of get to really see how like who they are yeah who these people are how they respond to things mm-hmm. where their brain is at if they have a brain <laughs> like just everything <laughs> about them um so yeah i think that it's removing the noise like yeah. removing all the like the rah-rah from mm-hmm. a person for real and like really just seeing like this is what it is mm-hmm. it's like you remove the lights the sound the cool shit 
and like it's the person on the stage right they're highlighted exactly (laughs) and what just when you said like we're getting older i used to never be able to like understand my mom like she'll have a friend that she'll talk to like once a month or she'll go hang out with her friends like two or three times a year and me being like 15 i'm like what i want to see my friends every day like what's wrong with you you're crazy bitter like (laughs) that was my whole thought process but now getting older and as like as time keeps going on i was like yo i I called my mom like a couple weeks ago and i was like yo i I understand like fully like i get it 100 percent like the same mom yeah I used to always be like, you're such a loner. You mm-hmm. never want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Why are you not trying to, like, go to their barbecue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, my they invited you out. Like, like, why are you not going? You always want to be in the house. But I get it now, because same. <laughs> like, Literally. Same. And I realized that it's not, it's like you just have people in doses. You have mm-hmm. people at a distance. Some, everything that you're invited to, you don't need to go to. Um you don't need to be at every event. You don't mm-hmm. need to be around, be in a mix all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Even just like this whole thing of like, oh, let me go just to show my face. It's like, nah. girls stay home for all Right, nobody want to see your face. <laughs> let me go just show face. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not going to go, I'm a big believer in like, give it your all or nothing. Mm-hmm. So... Oftentimes, like, if I really do feel like I'm not in a full mood to interact with people, like, I'm very much like, I'm good. I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'm not going to go because I'm not going to be a vibe killer. Right. Like, I'm not going to go and everybody's on 10 and I'm on 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then they get mad at you if you're on a 4, even yeah. though you were kind of, like, dragged out in a way. Even so, though you told them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not really, in the mood. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Come on. Just come on. Come on. And then you go and then it's like, oh. Turn up, come on. You was being so down. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very true. But yeah, it's just like, I guess we're coming to more of an understanding with ourselves of like what we require out yeah. of friendship, out of people. And like, sometimes, yeah, like that, remove all the fucking noise, remove it all. So you see what a person is about, for mm-hmm. real, for real. Because that's how people end up like, I didn't know you was a, I didn't know you was in a cult. Mm-hmm. You ain't never talked to them before. <laughs> like, you true. never spoke to them about anything. Mm-hmm. How can you expect to know anything about their life? If you're every time you linked up, it was a loud restaurant, a mm-hmm. party, X, Y, and Z. Like y'all never really spoke. Y'all just danced together. Y'all shared like a cool experience together one time. But right. There's nothing behind. There's no like depth. Yeah. There's no foundation of a friendship or a real relationship at all. At all. But I do think it's like, you know, sometimes there is a moment where it's like, maybe you and a person were real cool, now you're not on the same page. Yeah, accept that you're not on the same page and y'all take a beat. But then, you know, there's always a possibility that y'all might one day like, oh, like, what's up? Yeah. Y'all start hanging out again. Y'all start, you know, really getting to the fact that like, oh, we're on the same sort of like vibe. Like, Yeah, I kind of like put myself in a place where I don't. As far as I know, at least, I don't have any beef with anybody um, out here in this world. Um, even if we're not friends, even if we stopped, you know, we ended our romantic relationship or we, whatever it was, like, I think, I'm trying to really think, like, I don't, does she, but like, um, I really think that I'm in a place where I don't, there's no negativity and there's like mm-hmm. a, 
because there's no negativity, there's a, you know, some some chances are slimmer than others, but there's a chance that, like, things can, later on in life, we can revisit that. Because there's no um, bad blood or just no, right. like, no anything. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Friends, not friends, one-sided beef. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. Yeah, for real. Live your life. But mm-hmm. back to this project. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is like, you know, how did you challenge yourself during the making of this? Like, um, During the making of this, um, I would say one of the ways that I did challenge myself was, um, in terms of the song, um, I had to... So in the way that I'm doing the chorus, it's very like, no, no, like it's like very like low and like mm-hmm. soft in a way. Um, and I had to challenge myself not to like, like to keep that and to do it like that. Like it was like trusting my voice and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, accepting that this is how I sound. This is the emotion that I want to give and like keeping it. Because one thing about me is that I will, the writing process, very easy. Video, very easy. Anything like, um, like everything but the recording is pretty easy for me. Recording is hard for me because... I, we're our own worst credits, so I'll keep mm-hmm. recording and recording, deleting, 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 and I was challenging myself not to delete that mm-hmm. <laughs> and do it like the way I was doing the verses, so I'm glad I ended up keeping it because everybody that has heard the song really, like, their favorite part is the chorus and how it sounds. They're like, oh, the way your voice sounds so great, da, da, da. And I'm like, see, you dumbass, like, you was, <laughs> you was about to cut that part out. Um... But yeah, that was very challenging. Obviously, um, the snakes were challenging, like, in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, just because, like, when I thought this idea through and, like, oh, I'm going to get real snakes and I looked into it and all of that, mm-hmm. like, fine. I'm like, all right, dope. Like, it'll be great. And then the day of when the person called me, it was like, oh, the snakes are outside. I'm like, what? Like, snakes? <laughs> like, real, actual I, like snakes that are alive like, they can sliver mean? yeah like so that was challenging at first but then once i realized that they were like they really wanted to pose with the camera and like they were just cool and they like to interact with each other it was fine but um yeah i think <laughs> just overall the song is releasing the song is challenging in a way especially as like a quote quote comeback because it's very easy to make music or release art in any form that you know people are going to fuck with mm-hmm. because it's like not to discredit this type of music but like I could and I have songs that I like turn up and like vibe and yeah. you know like holes and what all that type stuff or whatever like that you know we all turn up to but the regular the regular yeah, yeah. but it's like I don't I didn't want I wanted to show what makes me different it's like I could talk about other things and I can do other things. I don't need to just have a video with a bunch of girls like twerking in the background. Like I could do something. I think that's definitely what I liked the most about it. It just it made sense. Thank you. Like <laughs> it was it was cinematic, to say the least. Like you know you had character storyline essentially. Like mm-hmm. you had plot. You had you like sort of really being active in this rather than just like standing there right singing. Yeah. So it was like a lot of dynamics in one. It was like Thank good you. visuals. It was like you could tell that this was thought about. Like somebody mm-hmm. thought about it. Yeah. They sat down and they thought. Mm-hmm. Like 
It wasn't, it didn't feel like, you know, when somebody's like, I could have did this better. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt like it was just, it was done. They, right. they came and they did what they had to do. So, that was definitely one thing that, like, caught my attention. And I was like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> like, this is, this is something. Thank you. Yeah, we really, um, I worked with um, Eli, um, which is by Eli, um, on this video. And he, him and myself, we really did, like, think. Like, we were thinking. Um, and like I said, like, all the different... We had to keep thinking. And I had to keep thinking of, like, different... The plot had to change a bunch of times because of... Like, I'd have a plot, and then it's like, oh, you can't use this house. Oh, you can't use this house. You can't mm-hmm. use this room. This room is closed because of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. um, the only thing that kind of stayed the same was the snakes. Like, that room specifically. Um, and, you know, we had that idea. Like, that was the only thing that stayed the same. Everything else just kept um, changing. changing. So we had to really sit there and think and, like, rethink and rewrite. And, yeah, it was a lot of work put into it. Well, you did it. You made Thank it you. through. <laughs> so what, what does this mean for you as an artist? What do you mean? Like, the song itself? You said, or? you know, it was it's essentially sort of like your comeback. Mm-hmm. But, like, song itself, the video how it's been promoted thus far Mm -hmm. like what does this mean for you as an artist like this for me is like a a a real start i feel like like i said Mm. what my first song that i had released last year it was i had that song and a bunch of other songs lined up Mm -hmm. and for that first song to happen and then it was like anytime i was gonna release music last year it was like nah like just like (laughs) like I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. the, the other thing, too, is, like, the way I'm uploading my music, like, to get it on these streaming platforms and stuff, you have to upload it You have to upload it in advance. So I'd be, like, sorry. Let's <laughs> just look it over. No, you're good. Uh, um, I'd be thinking, like, okay, I'm going to do it on June 1st. I'm going mm-hmm. to upload, I'm going to drop this song. And then, like, June comes, and it's the Black Lives Matter movement, and the world is in you know mm. absolute chaos like hey, nobody ain't trying to hear that like focus <laughs> on what's important in the world or like right, you know, right. it was just like it kept happening mm-hmm. like that all year and then i was like all right just shut up and wait till 2021 <laughs> so i feel like now it's like a real actual start everything done the right way um uploaded in advance video done in advance um it's a good way for people to see different sides of me mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like I did act in this video, like I went to acting school for four years, so it was dope to like show that in a mm-hmm. music video. Um, and yeah, it's just like an introduction, like this is only the beginning, but I think it's a good start, so that's what it means to me right now. Well fucking said. Thank so you. that being said though, would you consider starting perfect or just starting? Um, what do you mean? Like, when you start anything, not even just this, Mm -hmm. when you start anything, do you feel like, for you, it would have to be, like, perfect? Or are you more of the person that's, like, just start? So, I was, before last year, mm, yeah, before, no, I'll say before 2019, Mm -hmm. um, I was somebody that, it needed to be perfect. Um, I needed to... Gearing up to releasing music, I took vocal lessons. I went 
I learned breath control, obviously. I did so much, like, work for a few years before I was able to um, get to a place where I felt like I was ready to release music. And then I also had a friend that was very close to me that is an extremist in terms of, like, it has to be perfect or it cannot come out. Mm. And that energy um, fueled me as well. So I was like, this person is right. Like, it has to be perfect. Um, I removed that person out of my life. And (laughs) I got to a place where I was like, oh, that's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really need to be perfect. Because if you wait for everything to be perfect, it's not going to happen. In my opinion, you guys might disagree, but I don't think if you wait for, I think that if you wait for everything to be perfect, it's not going to happen because nothing is perfect at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Um, So once I accepted that and realized I'm going to make, even if I was taught to rap by the ghost of Tupac and Michael Jackson came and taught me how to dance and sing and I got videography, yeah, video lessons, (laughs) right, Whitney came down, (laughs) taught me the song and (laughs) like everything, I could still do all that and still fuck up. So it's like, you might as well just do what you can right now. And then learn from your mistake, your mistakes because releasing that song, dropping the merch short, and all that stuff. The first time when I made the mistakes, I was able. If I didn't do that, I would have made the mistake right now. And it's like mm-hmm. now I'm in a better position for this time and for this moment right now. So I recommend if you have anything that you want to do, if you have a project that you want to start, if you have a business that you want to start, anything, just start. Do not wait. Obviously, do your research and, you know, just don't just jump into anything blindly, but start as soon as you can. Don't wait for perfect perfection because it's not real. Definitely, definitely. Just like, you know, starting anything, a business especially, is basically like saying, like, I'm going to have a kid when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. What the hell is ready for a kid? Exactly. When are you ready mm-hmm. to raise another life? Right. So, like, you know, a business is essentially that, like, Mm-hmm. That's your child. That becomes your responsibility. Absolutely your responsibility. Yeah. Especially if you're not on a team. It's right. the sole responsibility <laughs> mm-hmm. of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think this year, well, 2020, a lot of people realized they should just start. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a, a lot of artists came out last year. A lot of um, businesses started last year. I saw a lot of my friends. Like, even, like, I moved into my apartment in November of 2019 and I when I went when I got there none of us were doing anything like I was obviously working towards music and Mm -hmm. um whatever but like we weren't doing anything now all of us in that house either have a business or are doing something creative like and you know everybody has LLC everybody is shipping out packages like it's just I feel like a lot of people took that initiative last year to start Definitely. And it's dope to see. Definitely. A lot of people just really boss the fuck up mm-hmm. within the past year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool to see, especially like within your like own personal friend groups, mm-hmm. like seeing people starting to realize like this is what they want to do or like realizing, you know, that that job security shit ain't like not yeah, it's not what it's, mm-hmm. it's cracked up to be, period. Like ain't no job security. Mm-hmm. Fuck is job security. Right. So it was like people realized truthfully what shit was and like mm-hmm. did something about it in yeah. their own means. And I think that that was good to see. And especially like, you know, since 
truth be told, like, I'm over supporting all these multi-conglomerate ass fucking companies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I want to see, like, somebody else do some next shit, do some different shit. Right. Like, and I want to know, me personally, that, like, my, my money, my little coin went to fund some shit that I know. Like, yeah. I know what it's, I know where it's going. Mm-hmm. So, I think everybody's starting their own business to do whatever the case may be, beauty, music, wherever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's just great to see also, like, this next level of, like, generation step up and be like we're we're the tastemakers like yeah i think it's gonna be we are like our kids i'm not having kids but our our kids um (laughs) (laughs) yeah y'all kids um are gonna be very innovative because i feel like it's gonna be the first time they're taught but like obviously some people were supported by their parents with their dreams and stuff like that but i feel like y'all kids are gonna be very supported for the first time Mm because we weren't really Overall, as a generation, we weren't really taught, like, you can do your own thing. You can do it yourself. You don't have to work under somebody. You can Mm -hmm. come up with your own thing. And I feel like because of us doing this right now, y'all kids are going to be very um, supported in that way, which is dope. Absolutely. And, I mean, technically, we're still in the, like, go to school, get a good job. That's how you do that. Mm -hmm. That's how you have a life generation, like. That's still us. So I think it was cool to see our mind shift yeah. into like, fuck that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm right. going to go and start this business. Or even like, I'm going I'm to use whatever the fuck this is to fund that. Mm-hmm. I think that was like extremely important because, you know, most people never come back from that shit. Very true. Like most people are like, oh, you know, education and this job was all I had and this is how I made it. And it's yeah. like where is that really getting you at mm-hmm. this point in time right now like is that gonna get us where we want to be right so i think everybody did a really phenomenal ass thing in making their own like way to do some shit and i think that that's dope mm-hmm. did you always want to do music yeah um for the most part i always wanted to be in entertainment um i thought when i was younger i was going to be on disney channel like without a doubt <laughs> yeah like i if I you was, wasn't practicing your little Mickey Mouse ears right, to write exactly. with the wand, <laughs> was you really watching? Exactly. Um, you know, I was just waiting for Corbin Blue to stop, and I was just going to be in his spot. I was going to have my show. Um, I was going to have my scandal and, you know, transition into more adult music. Like, I really thought that's, thought it through. <laughs> that's thought it what through. my life was going to be. When are y'all um, going to take me serious? Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I always wanted to do acting and music. Um, Acting at first when I was younger was put more in the forefront because even though the whole, like I said, like parents don't usually fully support the whole, uh, you know, do it yourself type of thing. But acting was put more in the forefront because it made more sense at the time to me based on what I was told financially. Like Mm -hmm. you can, you're more likely to get success as an actor. That's what I was told when I was younger. So I was focusing on acting mostly. Um, And then I went to, so eighth grade, I started making like parodies on Facebook. And it was just like one full year of just parodies, like just jokes, 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 whatever. But it was the songs. And like as... Oh, it was a part of that YouTube sort of like... 
I used to watch those. Yeah. <laughs> all, like, all those things. So then I was like, um, you know, I was really heavy on that. And then I started actually taking that, even though I was taking the music side of it seriously, I was taking it seriously, like, okay, I can get features, like, because it started going viral and stuff. Like, I started seeing, like, attention was mm-hmm. coming to me for that. And I was like, wait, this can actually, like, be a career. This can actually be something serious. And then I was doing that for a while. And then I kind of was like, eh, I want to do this for real. Like, I want to actually, I don't want to keep making remixes. I don't want to, like, when it got to the point, like, where I was doing shows for, like, comedic, like, funny, mm-hmm. like, I was like, this is nice that people are here and they're clapping and whatever, but it's like, I'm a joke at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, low key. And um, it could be, all of this could be taken away from me at any second because it's not my music at the end mm-hmm. of the day. This is Drake's song. This is Nicki's song. Like, yeah. So once <laughs> once I decided, like, all right, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I'm going to actually take it seriously. I took some time and really tried to, I didn't just jump right into it. I took time to, like, plan it out. I did a lot of other different things, like creative ventures and stuff. But vocal lessons and just going through a bunch of stuff behind the scenes with like producers and um, great producers, terrible producers, good photographers, great photographers, doing all that stuff so that, again, now I'm in a way better place and know how to like handle that shit. So Mm -hmm. now I'm able to do music fully and focus on that and hold my own and have some type of foundation because of all that shit from before. That's fire. Yeah. Um, how did making parodies <laughs> get you here? So, I would, did you really just feel like, you know what, I gotta make my own shit? I really felt like that, and I also just felt like, if this is gonna get, like, there were songs that, like, like I was learning the, the business side of it to promote these songs and to, like, actually push them, and I saw, like, like, I was dropping, like, albums, like, full-blown albums and shit, like, parodies. At first, it was just, like, videos, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, 100 likes. Then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this got 2 million views. All right, now we're going to make an album from this and, like, whatever. So when I started doing that and, like, putting all this effort into it, mm-hmm. and I saw, like, okay, you, even though you're a parody artist, you're an artist, people are coming, you're, you're being asked to perform at these shows, you're being asked to feature on people's projects you're asking people to feature on your projects like this is like a musical career like you could actually do this for real so it was like i don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) like because i could do it for real and i always didn't want to do it for real but i just started doing parodies and it kind of like worked for a little while um and yeah i think it's different now because i didn't really understand the difference between then and now I didn't really understand how to turn virality into like money. Mm. Um, I think now anybody that's blowing up, they know how to do it quickly. Like I think we've all we all kind of learned like how to do it, but like in the beginning, like 2012, 13, 14, it was just happening for the first time. Like, yeah. So. And this was also like when virality mattered. Yeah. Like back then, it was like. You could go viral, but, like, that just means that mad people saw you in mm. their crib on their computer. Exactly. Now it has, like, oh, you went viral. This video went viral. There's a monetary value mm-hmm. that's attached to it. Back then it was just, like, you could be outside and somebody would be like, you're that guy that yeah, I exactly. just watched. 
So it didn't have much as a like a connection. Mm-hmm. And also it was like now YouTube itself is like paying people that yeah. go viral. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that before. Had Very it been true. like that, we would have clearly both been on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we both stuck it out. Right. <laughs> and I think also mm-hmm. me being... I was mostly going viral on Facebook, right? Mm. And I think Facebook is out of the social media social media networks. It's not the most. I don't know. They don't give the most back to mm-hmm. you for your virality. So, I started. I was doing it for years, and as the years went on, I started to see slowly more people coming out and making full blown careers out of you know, comedy and yeah. parodies and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, if I can either keep going down this road, because it started to get to a point where it's like, you, you're either going to be known as this person and you can't like escape it at mm-hmm. all. And that's, that's what, just what that's you're going to do gonna and what you're going to be exactly. And then if you want to ever be something serious down the line, you're going to be known as the funny guy that wants to be serious now. Or you can <laughs> stop <laughs> and get serious and then, you know, start being serious. And true. incorporate being funny in other ways. True, true, true. Like TikTok. So, you started the TikTok journey. I just made the account. I didn't do anything <laughs> yet. I've been spectating for the last, like, week. Um, I put up an old video and I got to see, like, how weird TikTok is. I still don't get it. Like, I feel like I feel Instagram... Like this shit is confusing. Yeah, it's I'm very sorry, confusing. I'm sorry, guys. You're not going to agree with me. No, no. It's very confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, I think with Instagram, you kind of know. Like, if you put on a fire-ass fit, you got a fire-ass background, your picture's probably going to go up. Like, probably. Um, if you are on YouTube and you, like, you have a following already and you have some type of drama, you know that your video's going to go up. Mm-hmm. TikTok, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, just from that standpoint, and then also just like what buttons to press. I don't understand like how to. Like, I'm still trying what to effects? get. Yeah, the effects. I'm still. I just learned last night. Literally last night, I just learned like, it's like Instagram filters, like to get the effects. I'm like, where is all this shit at? Like, how do they? Like, what is this? You have to. This is some like little button to save the effect, and then you can use it like that. Mm-hmm. So I just found that out last night. Um, news to you guys. So. Yeah, but um, I learned, like, how weird it is and how, like, not, like, you can't really plan your TikTok fame in a sense. Like, I put a video up, an old video, and it went, when I was asleep, I had two plays. I was like, yeah, you ain't, like, this ain't happening. (laughs) I woke up, (laughs) exactly, I woke up, it was on 4,000. So I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, how, like, what how happened? Are people seeing this? Yeah, exactly. What's like, happening? I have no followers. Like, you remember just, Vine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, Vine made more sense. Yeah. In, like, you know, people sharing your shit. And that's how you're getting it did. the views. Mm-hmm. And that's and how. TikTok, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it yet. So I'm still trying to figure it out. But I will, um, I'd say, like, in a couple of days at this point. I'd be, I'll be on TikTok. And, um, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> try it. Try yeah. it all. It's also, I will say, though, it's actually funny. Like, once you get past all the cringy stuff, it's actually pretty funny. No, yeah. It, it definitely gives, like, funny, mm-hmm. like, Twitter funny-ish. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. just scrolling to find shit to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Like, Instagram has obviously become so much more serious yeah. these days. And, like, people planning content. They're, they're even being the word content. 
<laughs> in the like mix of Instagram mm-hmm. shows you just how serious it is. Very true. As a business. And I think like that's probably sadly going to be like their downfall because like I think we're just tired of seeing recycled content. Like, mm. It's about 50 million influencers in this world putting content on Instagram. Right. Like all they want us to see is content and buying shit in X, Y, and Z. And I think it's like it's a double-edged sword because it's very sad for people who like actually promote their business actually get like shit from instagram Mm. like see that like you know flowing into their like flowing into their shit as like wow this is beneficial to my life yeah but then everyone else just being like i'm so fucking tired of this (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm tired of like not seeing other cool shit or like not seeing my friends shit and i'm yeah. just seeing the five because instagram wants to not put things in chronological order like it's supposed to be so that we can see that the same too. five people you've seen some shit like from two days ago and you're like wow i never saw that mm-hmm. now, now you're like a creep now you're like a creep because mm-hmm. now it look like you just like on somebody's shit mm-hmm. and that's not what it is at all right and so unfortunately you know for the time being twitter's still the golden child mm-hmm. we love twitter yes we <laughs> love twitter twitter's hilarious real authentic and yeah i think it has it has some seriousness too but not not really even in the most chaotic time we saw that with this like civil war thing whatever was going on <laughs> um <laughs> the other day um the you saw that Twitter will make a joke, no matter what. <laughs> no matter. No matter. Yeah. I mean, like, we was serious on Twitter for about four days in mm-hmm. the summer in yeah. 2020. I agree. <laughs> and then after the four days, it was like, so... <laughs> like... For real. There's people that I know that make, like... um, And it's kind of sad, but, like, in a way. (laughs) But there's people I know that make, like, viral tweets or, like, they're funny or whatever. And they were, like, in the summer, like, during that movement, like, it was, they were, like, trying to hold their breath so that they don't, like, go ahead and be funny on Twitter. Because they're just so used to it. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just a part, it's just becoming part of their lifestyle. Um, So it was really hard for them to, like, wait until the dust kind of relaxed. Yeah. Not yet. And it's and Twitter just like TikTok is like low key unpredictable sometimes. Mm-hmm. You and like the fact that you could go viral just off saying like, This is what I do in the morning. Oh shit, yeah, I do this too. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy. It's it's a crazy like alright, you just gonna go viral for this. Instagram is clearly a little bit more strategic about like what's what because it's also very visual like mm. you're just trying to see what looks nice or like what looks fucking crazy right either end of the spectrum <laughs> exactly but yeah so that's that what would you say is like just your influence overall just like your inspiration when it comes to like your presence on social media or like how you present yourself um especially now um i don't like I've I'm more so what you said of like I ain't trying to see this shit like I'm not trying to like (laughs) I don't so now it's more so like my close friends are my close friends in real life like I don't Mm -hmm. need the the green star um so like my chaotic self funny self like energetic self they're gonna get that on FaceTime they're gonna get that in person 
we're gonna be on the phone, like whatever. Um, Instagram now is like it's just not it for like like social media overall. Um, if it's I just feel like if it's not pushing me forward and it's not or it's not making me laugh, I don't really care for it. So right. I think my inspiration in how I move with it, which is like not posting as much and um, just chilling unless I got something to promote or whatever. Um, I look at like, so in a sense of like just chilling until I got something to promote, I think Beyonce is very good at that. Like she doesn't say shit like about anything for the most part. Um, this year was the most I saw her speak ever. Um, and it was just so interesting <laughs> to see, honestly. Um, but yeah, she's very quiet and I like, it's like she just lets everybody talk and just have their opinions and their whatever they have to say or whatever they want to do. And she just posts her content. Um, in terms of looking at social media as like literally fun and games, I think Little Nas X does a great job of like just having a good time on social mm-hmm. media and not taking himself too seriously and not taking Twitter so seriously. Um, so yeah, those two I think are really dope with how they use social media because it seems like they don't let it mm-hmm. get to their brain by not being so deeply involved with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm at as well. What about you? I'm quiet as hell. I'm ready to delete this shit. I'm mm. not gonna lie. If it wasn't for you guys, <laughs> if it wasn't for low key genius, mm. then again, y'all yeah, barely see. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely an in person person. Mm. That's what I'll say. I'm definitely very, I just, I don't like anything to feel very like forced. Right. And I think that's another reason that I kind of said to myself, like, all right, you know what? I don't know if this YouTube shit is going to be it for us because I'm not apologizing to no one for some OD simple shit. Yeah. Some some mistaken shit. I'm not apologizing to 40,000 people. The hell am I apologizing for? Right. Y'all niggas fuck up every day. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm a little too like myself mm. and I'm not going to like sit here and try to tame myself in order to be likable. And it's like, not everybody's going to like you regardless. And you don't like everybody. So there's no point in like taming yourself, molding yourself to be so likable when it's like, just appreciate the people that like you and yeah. fuck with you by being you. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And I think that is such a like important thing to me on social media that I've become very, very like, I'm just going to post this and I'm going to go about my day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna post what I like I'm gonna post some shit that scares me I'm gonna post some shit that I think is funny and that's what y'all gonna get from me mm-hmm. and then like my serious business side is just very like I'm gonna do what I need to do to like get to where I'm going that doesn't necessarily mean that y'all are gonna like me all the way through it mm-hmm. <laughs> like doesn't necessarily mean that like I'm gonna be here posting every five seconds just to make sure that like y'all see me right so I think when it comes to my presence on social media, I'm very like, I'm going to post this. I'm going to go about my day. I'm going to post this for a week mm-hmm. and we're going to be here. And then you might not see me for two weeks. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I really try not to take it too serious. And I think a lot of the time people forget like, it's a phone, put it down, right. go about your Live life. Live your life. Like, like actually build okay. your relationships. Yeah. Build them for real. 
Like, I think, you know, people people be on social media and they get this blurred line of like, I liked two pictures commented on this person's post and now we friends. Mm-hmm. We ain't friends. Right. Barely know you. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. XO blue face. I think mm-hmm. that's your Instagram name. Like, right, exactly. We barely know each other. I think it's still very important to build real life connection. Mm-hmm. Like meet people, talk about something. Like yeah. if you find that somebody did some cool shit and you like it, like don't just go up to them expecting them to know who you are because you follow each other. Exactly. Like is social media is just very a surface level react interaction and so it's just like i think in person real life is still very important and people fail to realize that shit like, mm-hmm. just because y'all follow mutual people doesn't mean that like that person's a cool person and then y'all should be friends what if they're an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't even know that yeah so it's just like like what you like, appreciate whatever it is that you appreciate, and go about your day. I agree. I also had to like come to terms with the fact that like, if you want to unfollow somebody because their content is clearly not what you want to see, then that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean that we have beef. Um, doesn't mean there's a problem. It just means I don't want to see your trash outfits or your <laughs> the stuff that you say. I don't want to see you twerking every five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see all the drugs on your story. Like, like that's not pleasing to me clearly yeah. at this current moment. So, yeah, exactly. like, just unfollow. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. What do you feel about mute? Like, muting people? I mute people all the time. Me too. You know how people be like, I use that block, but I yeah. use that mute button. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a great medium yeah like, it's a great medium for real, for real it's like i know we don't have beef but if i unfollow you, you're probably gonna think we have beef so let me just mute you so i ain't gotta see it and we all did people post like very unnecessary stories mm-hmm. or like just just do too much in terms of like what i'm like all right you're doing a lot right now mm-hmm. it's like you just hit the calm mute button now right. i don't even remember yeah i don't even know i follow you it's <laughs> like, amazing <laughs> don't even remember Amazing. So, I really think the mute button is like a great tool. It's better than the mute button on Twitter anyway. Yeah, I agree. Mute button on Twitter, you mute some shit, you still see it. Like That's a five fact. times. Like, <laughs> what was muted? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not for, for real. <laughs> but, if you had to, if you had to title, if you had to title this part of your life, what, like, what title would you give this chapter of your life anyway? Um, so we read a book, right? And the, it's the prologue, right? And then, <laughs> just want to make sure. So it's the inside cover, then it's the prologue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's like a little summary of everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's, then it goes it's to chapter chapters. Yeah. All right. So I would say this is the last sentence of the prologue. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah, that was deep. Just just started. <laughs> that was real deep. Mm-hmm. Some deep shit. Right, autumn night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real, you know the vibes. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. What do you feel like you see for yourself as a creative, like just in the coming future or like in the near future anyway, being that you just dropped this project. This is like essentially like a relaunch of like you hey, I'm here, I'm inserting myself into this industry. Yeah. Like, what um, are you seeing for yourself? I see me, like, there will never be a 
another moment like last year of like dropping something just like at least not right now dropping something and just disappearing for like basically a year i see this i see myself just continuously and just based on what i have like lined up after this i see myself just consistently dropping music and content and videos and Mm -hmm. just continuing to elevate myself and separate myself um there's so much that I can do, so much that I want to do, so mm-hmm. many ideas that I have. And, yes, yeah, not time to make excuses for it. It's just about figuring out how to execute them so they can come out. So, in the upcoming months, you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Yeah. That's fire. I mean, I do feel like, especially since we're also young in our journeys, our creative journeys, I do feel like something important to take note of is just, like, consistency our consistency with ourselves our consistency our consistency and like just say what you mean mean what you say like if you say you're gonna do this like make that shit happen Mm -hmm. for yourself because nobody else is gonna do it like we don't have a team right now of 50 people so Mm -hmm. it's like when we're saying like this video needs to get done this project needs to drop it's like okay how you the board the ceo mm-hmm. the project manager <laughs> everything everything make it happen so mm-hmm. i think you know it's important to realize like we got to be consistent even as much as like we might hate being a social media presence or like whatever we just gotta adapt with the times if it's social yeah. media that's important right now cool if it's broadcasting on television that's important right now cool we yeah, just gotta the goal make is to get to a place where none of this shit even affects like your day-to-day your pockets your Mm -hmm. anything so it's like let's hustle right now let's go hard right now let's do the most and then we'll get to a place where we can just be living and hugging our friends family and loved ones or whatever for months and not have to worry about how i'm gonna get my next meal how i'm gonna if i'm off of social media for a year is that Mm -hmm. going to affect my career like indefinitely like right the goal is to get to that place so right now it's just about being consistent as you said to get there i know you said that like last year you did a ton of like just self-reflection you had like a ton of self-growth moments what do you feel like you realized was really important to you or at least like three things you feel like you came to and you were just like that's important we run it with that one thing is like you just said of like you're the board you're the ceo everything um it's important to remember that even though you have friends and people that do support you, you might have somebody that like knows what they're doing in this department or whatever it is, it's better for you to, not saying you don't ever need anybody and blah, 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 but it's better for you to do it on your own because nobody cares as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very important for me to learn because, and I, I still, I learn this more and more as time goes on. But, yeah, it's important for you to just put as much, um, yeah, basically just be your own team, in a sense, even though you got a team, or if you don't have a team, or whatever it is. Um, So I learned that. I learned that I need solitude, Mm -hmm. and it was something, I was kind of being placed in a lot of social situations last year that I didn't need to be in, Mm -hmm. or didn't want to be in, and I realized that I'd have a good week, or I'd have a good day. Yeah. And then when somebody or something invaded that, mm-hmm. or when I ended up not having a 
good day. It was because somebody or something invaded that. Um, and I realized that I need to take those moments of solitude and like just, all right, I'm going to be off my phone for a little while. I'm going to be in my room for a little while. I'm going to mm-hmm. be in my house for a little while. Um, yeah, just like being alone because at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You're not going to always be able to see your friends as we learned this year. You're not going to be able to be around somebody all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then the other thing I learned, which is actually kind of on the flip side of that, is that you can, you can also, if you're sure of yourself and like concrete about what you're doing, you can work on yourself and better yourself and also allow somebody in at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, I felt like, before like I couldn't have a relationship I couldn't like have a girl around me because that's yeah. gonna distract me and blah 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 and that can happen but that also doesn't have to happen <laughs> like yeah. you can also still like have that discipline for yourself and still have that you know that outlook for whatever you want to do and have a relationship or have somebody that you're talking to it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other for me at least mm-hmm. um, so I learned that as well so I think, yeah, those are some of the things that I learned last year. Do you feel like majority of the people around you are, like, in understanding of, you know, what you're doing for yourself, what you want to do for yourself in terms of, like, just you becoming this creative and, like, dropping projects, working on things yourself? Like, do you feel like most people that are around you in your corner right now are, like, in complete understanding of that? Yeah, I think now they are. I think even just these last couple of weeks with preparing this and, um, you know, I I see myself as a leader in my peer group and I see that, I know that people are watching me and, and, you know, taking from me and all that stuff. So I think now they're seeing that I am in a really um, goal-driven type of place Mm. and everything that I've said over the last few weeks, over the last few months, is like being represented in my work now. So I think they understand. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, you seem to have a pretty good network around you, mm. as you said before. Yes. So shout dope out to people. your peers. Yes. That's shout fine. out to. Damn, I'm never going to name everybody because I'm going to forget. But <laughs> y'all know my friends. Shout out to them. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to forget. <laughs> It's, it's all good. It's, <laughs> they know who they are. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> Do you feel that it's important just, this can either be by your, for yourself, your personal opinion. Do you feel that it's important that because you are a creative that you should date another creative or date outside of this, like your industry specifically or like? I go back and forth. At first I was like, I don't want anybody um, within the industry, but the thing is, like, if you're going to do these type of careers, like entertainment, you have to think kind of long term and you have to think about, like, like a lot of people don't think about them blowing up or them reaching a successful level until it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, delusion or dragging it or doing the most by thinking, like, okay, I want to do this as a career. I need, I have to think about my future as, yeah. like, what comes with this. So... At first, I was like, nah, I don't want to date anybody in the industry at all. But then I realized, if you're with the entertainment type of job, you're 
required to travel a lot. You're required mm-hmm. to be um, a lot of time goes into it. Uh, so you kind of have to be with somebody that understands that. Yeah. And I think the people that understand that the most are the industry people. I just don't want a song made about me. <laughs> so I think I'd rather. You don't. Be- no, I'd rather be with the actress. I feel like people like that. <laughs> I, you know, it is nice, like, on paper, but, like, if it's the, like, let's say we break up or something, mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine being, like, Adele's ex or Taylor Swift's ex. That's, like, damn, like, you can't even escape this song about you. Like, you haven't told to this person, like, a year and a half, but... A year and a half later, the song comes out. You know it's about you because she mentioned your brown turtleneck that you have on. And you got to hear that shit every time you in the supermarket and like you're on a date with <laughs> another girl. Store. Exactly. So we're trying to buy another brown turtleneck like our black turtleneck. So I don't think I want a song made the about The people me. around you know it's about you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so yeah, I don't I want that. that. I also really don't want to date like a female rapper because I feel like I would just get this. And it's like you can't come back like it's just, it's just like, damn. Like again, I would, I can't imagine being Nicki Minaj's ex because it's like, she is lyrically amazing. So like, she could just, I can't. Like I can't. I don't want no music. So I'll date an actress. They doing fine. Uh, <laughs> I be hearing the shots. I hear the shots. You a Barb? Um, I like Nicki Minaj. Okay. I love Nicki Minaj. Okay. Yeah, she's dope. Um, my friend Bree and I connect on our respect of Nicki Minaj. It's one of the things that we fuck with. <laughs> very respectable. Breeze of Barb. Definitely. <clears throat> Homage to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Who are some of your like personal sort of I guess like inspirations as just mm-hmm. artists in general? Um well Kanye is definitely one. Kanye is very musically Kanye is very innovative and different and Every album like sounds different and just mm-hmm. incorporates different styles and um, it's just he's just dope in what he does. Um, I think I love Nikki's animation. I love her versatility, and I think that's dope. And that's definitely something I took away from her. Um, everybody says Michael Jackson, but it's, he's just the goat of everything. Um, so it's rightfully so. Um, I think Beyonce is right up there with Michael Jackson. Don't come for me. So she's also one of my inspirations. Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? I think those are my main like four. Mm-hmm. Those four people. Yeah. I think that's my main four, and then I can get inspired by anything. Like I, I can hear like a vocal edit on somebody's mm-hmm. like song and I'm like, yo, that's so dope. Like I would love to do something like that. I get a whole song idea from that. That's fire. So yeah. So See, those are my main four, but like I can inspire be inspired by anything. Where did some of the inspo come from for snakes? Um, so in terms of like musically and like visually, mm-hmm. where was that like derived from? Yeah. In terms of like the darkness of the production, I was really inspired by the weekend because I feel like in terms of the, you know, mixing like a something like a guitar and then a like, that's like the weekend type of sound. Um, even though I'm not doing anything like the weekend does really on that song, but definitely him like that type of production really inspired me. Um, from like actually thinking about the idea of I can actually literally have snakes with me and like whatever I was thinking about Britney Spears. 
<laughs> when she had the snake at the VMAs. Yeah, like, iconic. <laughs> so I was like, no, like, she, if she could do that, I could definitely do it. Like, and. Free Britney. Yeah, free Britney Spears, <laughs> man. Um, I was looking at, yo, I was actually looking at her Instagram, I think, either this morning or last night, and I was just like, wow, like, this is, I really want her to be okay. I hope she's okay. That's An how I feel. icon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, pulled inspiration from her for that. And, yeah, I think those are the main two. Do you feel like you're inspired by any certain eras? Um, I'm inspired this by... This could be, like, fashion-wise or just, like, yeah, you as I'm, an artist. Yeah. I'm definitely inspired by the early 2000s. Um, well, never just the early 2000s, just 2000, 2010. Um, that whole decade. I just think that that era of... Well, it that feels decade, unreal. Yeah. It was just, like, <laughs> crazy. Um, just overall. Um, then that era of music, I feel like there's so many iconic, like we have iconic moments now, but I feel like it's not, the, it's not on the same level. Like, like iconic in a video, all the way to being iconic on a red carpet, mm-hmm. all the way to being iconic on a stage yeah. in an award show. Yeah. That was, like, like level. Some of the things said, like, um, it was just so, and it was true freedom yeah true freedom and i think that my the way my career is going to pan out like you're going to see that in a sense of like that inspiration of the 2000s um i actually i was working when i made snakes i was working on two different projects the one project was a little bit of the darker sound and the other project was actually literally inspired by the 2000s and i thought that snakes was I was I was trying to decide which way I was gonna go like if I'm gonna release a darker project release the 2000s project mm-hmm. mix them all together um, and I was like okay regardless I think that snakes can be because of the way it's about to be presented the way um, you know with the snakes actually being there and like just how I roll it out it gives me a whole 2000s type of rollout mm-hmm. in a way and just a 2000 type of visual in terms of like really being something different really being like having that shock value in a sense um and yeah i just feel like i can release this regardless no matter which way i decide to go with whatever project i release um because it's kind of like a middle ground and yeah i I think the 2000s are really dope so what's like an important thing for you when you're creating a project or thinking of a new concept like what does your creative process look like Hmm. my creative process definitely has changed um it used to be i had to wait until i was inspired by something Mm -hmm. but as you know and anybody that is a creative knows like inspiration just goes up and down Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like to me i feel like it's kind of doing myself a disservice by only waiting until i'm inspired because like i said i could be inspired by anything so if i'm inspired on the train I can't really do anything at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I could jot in my notes or whatever I can, whatever like that, but I can't really execute the way I would like to execute. So my creative process now is I've been disciplining myself to do something every single day, mm-hmm. um, at least four hours a day. So if I know I have something to do, I make sure I get up early enough that I ha- still have time to either write, record, or something. Um, And 
it's been really good because you don't get something every day, but the more you do something, um, the more energy you put into it, the more effort you put into it, the more chance you do have of getting something. And that, me knowing that I have, it's like a session, basically, even though it's like usually at my house or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like a session. And knowing that I have a session coming up in a few hours or in the morning or whatever, that inspires me alone. Um, so that's the first part of my creative process. Um, in terms of like writing songs, it's very easy for me to write about like what I'm actually going through or what I'm actually thinking about mm-hmm. versus like trying to make a song that has nothing to do with me or mm-hmm. anybody around me. Like the the closer it is to home, the easier it is to write. I try not to write songs that like if like I'll play a beat and like as soon as I hear the beat, like something will come to me, like either a melody or a lyric mm-hmm. or whatever a flow. And if that doesn't happen, I usually don't need to be on that beat. Because if I try and force it, I sound trash. So when I realized to stop doing that, it was a great thing. <laughs> I feel that completely. Well, thank you for coming, for sharing. Of thank course. you for being you. Thank you for Top having me. Top two and not two funniest <laughs> person that I follow anyway. So oh I God. definitely think that y'all should follow him. Thank you. But thank you for you know, deep diving into who you are as a recording artist, as a creative in general, what this project that you released was about, mm-hmm. where it came from, you know, thank you so much for deep diving into that because, I mean, we all need that sometimes. We right. definitely just need to know, like, what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. But also, it was just a beautiful piece to watch in general. Thank it you. was great to, like, see someone thought about this this was like this was time was spent so Mm -hmm. it's great to see that coming from such a person and like you know you're at the start of like your creative journey it's great to see that at the beginning of the year it puts like a good note on for people around you people Mm -hmm. watching you it just it's it's a great foot forward and i'm happy that you finally got this like you know Mm -hmm. a real start yeah in your words thank you so much i appreciate that Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to another episode. Thank y'all for even making it to the second season. But thank you guys for being here, for listening. And I hope you caught some gems from this. I hope that you guys go and check out Mizea's work. Follow up with him. See where he's at later this year, whenever, wherever. I hope you guys had an awesome time listening to this. Once again, for those of you that do know me and for those of you that don't, I am Kiana, your host. I am on Instagram at Genius, also at Kiana.mtriplej. And you know you know where to find me because I just gave it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Mizea. You can find me on all social media at Mizea, M-I-Z-A-I-A-H underscore. And on TikTok at M-I-Z-A-I-A-H with a one.